Hello, knowledge seekers. In this episode of 20 Minute Books, we dive deep into the heart of human sociability with Survival of the Friendliest. This enlightening book explores the evolutionary journey that has shaped humans into a uniquely friendly and cooperative species. Unlike the well known mantra, Survival of the Fittest, which underscores a ruthless competition for survival, this tome posits that our capacity for friendship and collaboration is what has truly enabled our survival and success as a species. Co-authored by esteemed experts in the field, Brian Hare, a professor of evolutionary anthropology at Duke University and a leading figure in cognitive neuroscience and research scientist Vanessa Woods. This work brings together groundbreaking research that traverses the landscapes of history, psychology and anthropology. With Hares and Woods' notable credentials, including their collaborative work on the New York Times bestseller, The Genius of Dogs, you can expect not only thorough scientific reasoning, but also compelling storytelling. Survival of the Friendliest is a must-read for anyone who values the social fabrics of human life. Whether you are a lone wolf seeking to understand the empirical benefits of mingling, a history enthusiast eager to fathom the intricacies of ancient communal structures, or simply someone curious about the evolutionary backdrop of human connection, this book welcomes you on a journey to discover the profound power of our friendliness. Join us as we summarize the key insights of this riveting book and reflect on what makes us human. Let's embrace the science behind our social bonds and understand how being friendly has shaped the history and future of humankind. Survival of the Friendliest, Understanding Our Origins and Rediscovering Our Common Humanity. Introduction. Embracing Camaraderie, A Fresh Look at Evolution and Survival. Common wisdom might lead you to believe that the ruthless are the rulers of the wild, that sharp claws, fierce fangs, and an indomitable will to conquer are the tickets to survival. Yet, Survival of the Friendliest presents a notion that could shake the foundations of such conventional thought. This intriguing exploration suggests that, far from the brawn and bite, it's the bonds we build that have been paramount in evolutionary success. It's connection, not confrontation, that has penned our history. The endurance of species, humans included, this tome suggests, is heavily influenced by our capability to be sociable. Our ancestral narrative is shaded with instances where close-knit groups, not isolated fighters, shaped the course of our development. Prepare to delve into a saga where harmonious interactions become the unexpected heroes of human advancement, discovering the key to domestic bliss through foxes. Consider the wild fox, a creature not commonly found snuggling at the foot of humanity's bed. Yet, through one remarkable experiment, we learn that foxes can indeed be tamed. It reveals the extraordinary power of selective breeding focused on friendly traits, not just physical characteristics. This phenomenon demonstrates that choosing companionship over aggression can alter a species' destiny, hinting at the profound impacts of friendliness in the evolutionary playbook, uncovering the peaceful potential within our primate cousins. In the realm of our close relatives, 
Bonobos offer an enlightening contrast to the often aggressive chimpanzees. The bonobo's way of life is one of amicable ties and collaboration rather than combative dominance. This peaceable primate lifestyle offers a glimpse into the adaptive advantages of friendliness, suggesting a lineage where congenial interactions rather than competitive aggression underpin survival. Enhancing humanity, the transformative effect of pets on people. Moving closer to home, the bond between humans and their pets adds another chapter to this narrative of friendliness. The mere act of caring for animals unlocks an aspect of our nature that reinforces our capacity for cooperation. By nurturing these bonds, we become not just better pet owners, but our social skills are finely tuned, furthering our ability to form healthy communities. Pets are more than mere companions. They are catalysts for enhancing our social evolution. Survival of the friendliest challenges the misconception that might makes right in the natural order through a lens of interconnectedness rather than isolation, cooperation rather than competition. We discover a world where gentler, friendlier species have not only survived, but thrived. Here, handshakes trump saber teeth and alliances outweigh armaments, redefining survival in the most unexpected of ways. Part 1. Unlocking Cooperation. The Evolution of Human Cognitive Prowess. Imagine a simple test of wit. A child, two cups, and a hidden trinket. In this experiment lies a revelation. The human ability to decode a hint, a mere pointing finger, and unveil an obscured prize beneath the cup. At a tender age of nine months, human infants demonstrate they can interpret our cues, an extraordinary feat showcasing an innate awareness that others possess unique knowledge and intentions. This fascinating capability is known as theory of mind, a cornerstone of our evolutionary crown. The essence of our cooperative spirit is encapsulated in this. Humans evolved remarkable cognitive skills, specifically tuned for symbiotic existence. Theory of mind might seem rudimentary, but its apparent simplicity belies its complexity. Recognizing that every individual experiences a distinct reality is not so common in the animal kingdom. This advanced understanding sets us apart even from our nearest evolutionary kin. The chimp, for instance, struggles with the cup and trinket game that infants grasp with ease. Despite the presence of food, a pointed finger does little to guide the ape to success. Even repeated attempts do little to solidify the concept, change the gesture, and confusion reigns anew. Dogs, on the other hand, might surprise you with their response point to the laden cup, and more often than not, they'll proceed towards it. Their grasp on the gesture's implication may remain ambiguous, but the inclination to follow it, likely rooted in domestication, is apparent. Unlike the wild chimp, domestic dogs have been molded by evolutionary pressures that favored cooperation with humans, shaping their ability to read our cues. The question then emerges, of all creatures that walk the earth, why do humans boast the most refined understanding of theory of mind? Could the winding paths of evolution offer clues to this mystery? As we forge ahead, we'll venture deep into these evolutionary enigmas, uncovering how a trait as monumental as theory of mind 
has led us to become the cooperative beings we are today. Part 2. How Friendliness Shapes Physical Traits and Conversational Skills Once upon a frigid Siberian landscape, in the year 1959, a quest began to tame the wild heart of the fox. Dmitry Belyaev, a visionary geneticist, embarked on a groundbreaking experiment, far from the scrutinizing gaze of the authoritarian world he escaped. Today, the fruits of his labor are not just a marvel of science. They're quite cuddly, too. Belyaev's daring endeavor split fox populations into two, the untouched and the affection chasers. Only those foxes that sought human warmth and connection were encouraged to multiply. After generations, an astonishing metamorphosis unfolded. Here lies the crux. Friendliness is etched into our genome, a trailblazer for communication prowess. Belyaev's experiment handed the baton to his protégé, Lyudmila Trut, and after half a century, the altered destiny of these foxes is as vivid as ever. Unlike their wild relatives, the friendly foxes boast a whimsical palette of fur colors and softer coats, with smiles sporting less menacing teeth. Their floppy ears and curtailed muzzles echo the look of long domesticated animals like dogs. Not one of these traits was actively pursued. They were all unexpected companions to friendliness. Yet, the most profound consequence of selecting for sociability isn't seen, it's understood. These genetically hospitable foxes showcase a gift, a flair for understanding human gestures that their wild kindred lack. Even when reared by the undomesticated group, the amiable foxes defy odds, acing the two-cup test driven by human cues. What does this revelation teach us? That the weave connecting sociability and communicative finesse is tight and genetic. The winds of evolution blowing in favor of one also tend to carry off with it the other's fortitude. Such genetic symphony isn't exclusive to foxes. It reverberates in other domesticated souls, from ferrets to the melodic Bengalese finches. Next, let us ponder whether friendly selection can blossom naturally. Is it possible for a species to transform itself through the powers of self-domestication? Part 3. Bonobos and the Blueprint of Self-Domestication Should you ever find yourself contemplating a move to the wild to live amongst our primate cousins, you might want to think twice. Envisioning life among chimpanzees often conjures idyllic scenes, leisurely days amidst lush green canopies. The truth, however, bites harder than the playful nature this image would suggest. Chimpanzee existence is marred by fierce territorial disputes and unsettling mating rituals marked by aggression. And these ferocities aren't exclusive to the males. Female chimps have their own battles, sometimes with fatal outcomes for the offspring of their adversaries. But venture into the world of the bonobo, and you'll discover an entirely different social fabric, one woven with the threads of affability and collaboration. The defining insight here is, bonobos echo the hallmarks of a species that has tamed itself. If chimps are the warriors of the primate clans, then bonobos are the pacifists. In their world, competition over mates dissolves into an egalitarian scene where everyone is both chooser and chosen, 
using intimacy as a currency of social interaction rather than conquest. Bonobos share not just warmth but sustenance too. Faced with a feast that could be hogged or halved, Bonobos instinctually choose the latter, inviting their brethren to dine even in the absence of a prior acquaintance. Chimps, by stark contrast, would rather indulge solo. This generous nature extends beyond behavior, echoing in their very anatomy, gentler facial features, daintier dental arrangements, a kiss of color on their lips, all reminiscent of traits we associate with domestication. Yet no human hand has steered the bonobo towards this fate. They've sculpted it themselves. And much like the tractable foxes of Siberia, bonobos display commendable communicative and cooperative capabilities. Present them with a treat just out of reach unless teamwork prevails, and watch as they intuitively collaborate to claim their reward, an act their chimp relatives typically fumble at. The bonobo's tale shows us a mirror of domestication, not forged in captivity or by selective breeding, but crafted in the wild. Their story is not only fascinating but also illuminating. It stands as testimony to the evolutionary merit in fostering friendliness and social intelligence. They are, in essence, the self-domesticated diplomats of the animal kingdom, and their success is a testament to the shifting landscapes of evolutionary gain. Part 4. The Friendly Face of Humanity How Sociability Shaped Our Evolution Strolling down the street, you lock eyes with a passerby bearing a disarmingly kind expression. Somehow, without a word spoken, their gentle demeanor signals trustworthiness. This occurrence isn't an anomaly. It's a frequent tableau thanks to an evolutionary bias that sculpted our very visages. The pleasantness etched into the human face isn't happenstance. It speaks to deep-rooted societal shifts in our ancestral journey. As it turns out, the story of our evolution might very well be a tale of kindness one where conviviality carves out a path to dominance. The compelling insight is this. Throughout our lineage, evolution has seemingly cast its vote in favor of amiability. Consider Homo sapiens, our species name which modestly translates to wise man. We're now the Earth's reigning hominids, but our prehistoric landscape was once shared with other hominid kin. So what tipped the scales in our favor, lifting us from anonymity to ascendancy about 50,000 years ago? A tantalizing theory postulates that our ancestors experienced a self-domestication saga akin to Belyev's foxes, culminating in favoritism toward those with gentler natures. This friendly disposition could translate into a myriad of societal benefits, sharpened communication, cohesive communities, and a collaborative spirit that spurred innovative breakthroughs, effectively setting Homo sapiens on a fast track to apex status. Cues from our prehistoric past lend weight to this theory. Delve into our ancestors' fossilized features, and a pattern emerges. Decreased testosterone levels, the chemical often associated with aggression, resonate with the dwindling prominence of brow ridges and jawlines, painting a portrait of humanity's tilt toward temperance and togetherness. Our current countenance harbors further testament to our domesticated trajectory. Humans stand alone in the animal kingdom with eyes framed by white sclerae, a stark contrast to the uniform pigmentation of chimpanzee peepers. 
this bright backdrop of our eyeballs isn't merely aesthetic. It's a critical adaptation for nonverbal communication, enabling us to perceive and interpret others' gazes with finesse. It's as though, with evolution's artful touch, we've been molded not only to exist together, but to understand and engage with one another at an unspoken level. Our faces, a canvas of communal evolution, reveal not just how we see the world, but how we've evolved to be seen and to connect deeply within it. Part 5. Friendliness Forging. How our brains build bridges with others. Picture a scene pulsating with energy. Disco balls spin. The bass thunders. Bodies gyrate. And in the thrumming crowd, an overwhelming warmth surges within, yearning to embrace every soul around. This is the renowned effect of ecstasy, or MDMA, known to induce euphoria by a chemical cascade of serotonin and oxytocin. These substances are the body's emissaries of joy and connection, a delightful but illicit shortcut to elation. Fortunately, evolution has bestowed upon us a built-in mechanism for this natural high, entirely legal and just as potent. All it requires is a meeting of the eyes. The electrifying insight is this. Our cerebrum has been sculpted over eons to knit potent societal ties, embracing even the unknown among us. As our species tread the path towards amicability, the value of robust social networks became indisputable, underpinning our collective survival. Cast an eye towards the Hadza, a tribe of Tanzanian hunter-gatherers. A tapestry of reciprocity has sustained them a shared pulse of giving and taking ensuring mutual prosperity. And so, what orchestrates these social symphonies? Enter oxytocin, a neurohormone with the power to pacify the amygdala, our internal sentinel keeping watch for threats. Under oxytocin's influence, our defenses lower, paving the way for closeness and enhancing our ability to empathize and tune into the emotions swirling around us. This magic flows not only between mother and child in those tender first moments, but also, remarkably, in the presence of strangers. Simply catching someone's eyes can set this benevolent brew stirring within. It appears that our brains are practically designed to spark positive encounters, to connect. The ability to forge such bonds stretches our relational network beyond the hearth, inventing a new societal slot, the intra-group stranger. It's the unseen thread that binds us to those we may never know, creating the foundation for neighborhoods, municipalities, whole civilizations. But, lest we crown oxytocin the champion of universal bliss, be warned. The same forces that unite can also divide. In our next exploration, we'll traverse the shadowy side of these bonds and the paradox they reveal. Part 6. The Duality of Human Connections Beyond our tribal bonds. The tapestry of human existence, rich and diverse, is bound by the threads of cooperation and kindness. This tapestry has warmly clad our species throughout ages, fostering communities that blossomed into civilizations. However, our narrative isn't solely spun from harmony and generosity. We must also confront episodes of starkly contrasting threads as illustrated by the tribulations of Rachel, a daughter of the Banyamulenge. Rachel's tale, 
rooted in the Democratic Republic of the Congo, unfolds into a tragedy as her community, often hailed as the Black Jews of Africa, faced marginalization and unspeakable violence. The zenith of her ordeal saw her family swept away by the brutality of an insurgent militia. The cruelties inflicted upon Rachel and her people might sound like they're at odds with the principle of friendliness that supposedly guided our evolution, but the bitter irony is that they stem from the very same roots. Our key learning is this. The invisible bonds that unite us within our circles can render those outside as unworthy of human empathy. The pages of our past are scarred by aggression, conflict, and genocides, sober reminders of the polarity within us. To reconcile these with the evolutionary blueprint of amicability, we must acknowledge the shadow side of our instinct to form close ties. Wholehearted empathy towards our group, powered by neurochemical forces like oxytocin, can inadvertently kindle hostility towards those who aren't perceived as part of our tribe. A maternal bear might lovingly nurture her young while ferociously charging at perceived threats. Humans, similarly, show warmth and solidarity to familiar faces, yet regard strangers with an eye of suspicion, assigned lesser theory of mind, their thoughts and feelings unvalued, their humanity diminished in our psyche. This pattern extends its roots deep into the cultural soil, where societies depict the other as lesser beings, often using animalistic imagery, a process coined simianization. Such dehumanizing narratives conjure up the primal instinct to repel and despise those labeled as foreign. Despite this dark chasm, the bridge to unity isn't beyond our reach. Empathy, when nurtured between groups, has the power to illuminate shared human experiences, tapping into the wellspring of benevolence that is just as much our inheritance. Through deliberate expansion of our collective empathy, we can hope to wear the vibrant tapestry of humankind without the tears that tales like Rachel's have woven into it. Part 7. Building Bridges. How Everyday Interactions Can Cultivate Tolerance. Rewind to Poland in 1941, a chapter of history stained with the violence of the Holocaust, where ordinary people stumbled upon the choice between apathy and courage. Enter Andrzej Pitinski a man whose conscience wouldn't allow him to silently witness the suffering inflicted upon the Jewish community. Along with his wife, Petinsky engaged in a relentless effort to provide succor and facilitate escapes, weaving bravery and compassion through the fabric of those harrowing times. But what ignited such altruism in the Petinskys and other unsung heroes who stood firm against the torrents of dehumanization Sociologists Pearl and Samuel Oliner found a common spark among these individuals, meaningful relationships with Jewish friends and neighbors. Here is the illuminating takeaway. The seeds of tolerance are sown through simple, sincere interactions with those around us. Decades have come and gone, but the specter of hate and division still haunts societies worldwide. Far-right ideologies continue to tarnish collective human consciousness, pushing a dangerous narrative of supremacy and denigration. As we grasp for solutions to snuff out these toxic beliefs, aggression might seem like a viable strategy. Yet, such tactics risk provoking an even deeper sense of division. 
igniting a dangerous cycle of threat and dehumanization. A gentler, perhaps more transformative approach lies in cultivating neutral ground where diverse groups can mingle. It's in these everyday exchanges where empathy takes root and misconceptions can fade away. University campuses exemplify this. Students sharing living spaces with those of different ethnicities grow into more open-minded individuals. Historical episodes, too, hint at this truth. Witness the white residents of integrated neighborhoods in the 1940s, whose first-hand experience with diversity bred support for broader desegregation. To stem the tide of growing animosity, we need to ensure that our cities are mosaics of inclusion, not segregated enclaves. American communities, often characterized by stark economic and racial divides, can be transformed through intentional urban planning, investing in mixed-income housing, crafting communal spaces that warmly invite all walks of life, and removing the physical partitions that divide, are strategic steps toward building neighborhoods where diversity isn't just present, but embraced. The blueprint for a tolerant society lies not within forcible interventions, but in fostering environments where knowing our neighbors of different backgrounds isn't a rarity but a norm. By engaging in the world, deliberate design, and proactive policies, we can play architect to a world where the simple miracle of human connection reigns supreme over prejudice. Part 8. Compassion's Reflection. The Link Between Animal Care and Human Harmony. In the heart of a war-torn Kinshasa, battered by the thunder of the Second Congo War, Claudine André became an unlikely beacon of hope. With the city buckling under strife, cargo of compassion arrived in the form of a dozen bonobos, each requiring a sanctuary amidst the chaos. André's dedication saw no bounds. Her home became theirs, and the war's backdrop receded daily as she ferried them to a tranquil forest retreat. But André's vision transcended mere survival. She envisioned a future free of conflict seeded by the tendrils of empathy that grew from children's encounters with these gentle beings. Herein lies a profound message. The tenderness we extend to our fellow creatures is often a mirror of the kindness we bestow upon our fellow humans. The human narrative is intertwined with that of animals, linked by bonds of utility, companionship, and even kinship as evidenced by the shared graves of our forebears and their loyal dogs. This ancient rapport suggests that interspecies friendships inherently nurture our humanitarian instincts. Research supports this conjecture. Psychologists Hodson and Dont's findings illuminate a clear correlation. The more empathy we attribute to animals, the more inclusive and open-hearted we are to our own kind. A study by Brian Hare and Wen Zhou further tightens these intertwined strands. Their inquiry revealed a congruence between perceptions of canine hierarchy and human social dominance. Those who believed in an inherent superiority among dog breeds also gravitated toward hierarchical structures within human society. The tapestry we weave with the more-than-human world casts shadows upon our social fabric. By cherishing the lives of animals, by recognizing the pulse of consciousness in our shared ecosystem, we awaken our latent potential for boundless amity. Thus, if we cultivate an ethos that embraces all of nature, 
we tap into a reservoir of friendliness that could well be our greatest evolutionary asset. And through such nurturing, we may not only find peaceful coexistence with the fauna that roam beside us, but uncover the roots of harmony that bind our shared existence as humanity. Final summary. From the dawning of our species, humanity's success has hinged on an extraordinary evolutionary feature, our intrinsic drive for sociability. Unlike the traditional portrayal of evolution as a clash of fangs and claws, it is the softer powers of connection, communication, and community that have anchored our place in the world. Yet, such profound abilities come with a double-edged sword. Our instinct to form deep bonds with those similar to us can create an unintended rift between us and them, fostering suspicion towards those we perceive as different. In gaining a closer look at the journey of social evolution, we encounter a paradox within our very nature. The same evolutionary forces that promote the nurturing of strong relationships and the ability to work in harmony have also sown seeds of division. But there is hope. By actively nurturing relationships beyond the usual boundaries of familiarity and extending the essence of friendship to all, regardless of apparent differences, we can craft a more peaceful, shared existence. The final capstone of this evolutionary narrative is this. To realize the full potential of our sociable heritage, we need to create bridges that span the divides, turning strangers into friends and knitting the human family more tightly together. By cherishing diversity and pursuing inclusivity, the world can be transformed into an orchestrate of synchronized lives where every unique melody is valued, a true testament to our greatest evolutionary achievement, the survival of the friendliest. Thank you for joining me today on this journey of learning and discovery as we explored the insights of another thought-provoking book in our growing library of knowledge. If you've enjoyed our time together, please take a moment to follow our podcast, give us a five-star rating, and share 20-minute books with other knowledge seekers. Your support truly means a lot. Don't forget to join me again in the next episode, where we will delve into another enriching book. Until then, happy reading and happy listening.